How to Survive Until You're Published, Season 1, Episode 12, Bringing Your Characters to Life with guest author Megan Walker. Hello and welcome to How to Survive Until You're Published, the podcast, because if you're drowning in words, then so are we, and you might as well not do it alone. So today we're super excited to have Megan Walker on here. Um, Megan Walker was raised on a berry farm in Poplar Bluff, Missouri, and I probably said that wrong, um, <laughs> where her imagination took her to times past and worlds away. While earning her degree in early childhood education, she married her one true love and started a family. But her imaginings of Regency England wouldn't leave her alone, so she picked up a pen. And the rest is history. She lives in St. Louis, Missouri with her husband and three children. Well, Megan, welcome. We're super excited to have you on. (laughs) Thank you. I'm super excited to chat with you guys. So today we wanted to talk about bringing characters to life and how you take your characters from being like plain 2D to being relatable and alive. Yeah, it's a feat, let me tell you. It is not um, always easy to (laughs) bring your characters alive on the page. It's funny, so my friend Jenna Barker and I were talking um, the other day, um, and I was thinking about this podcast and how we were going to chat, and she sent this meme to me, and it was about writers talking on craft with other writers. And it said, I don't know how to do this. And then the other guy responds, I don't even know what we're doing. And it's like, so true to life, I feel like. Because when you talk about, right? When you talk about writing with other writers and just in general, so much of it is, I don't know what I'm doing. I hope I'm doing it right. Like, you know, so anytime I, and anytime I feel like I'm, I have anything to say, I always want to be like, I actually don't necessarily know what I'm doing, but hopefully what I'm doing work some of the time you know (laughs) yeah um because that's like what we want when we write I feel like the most important thing is to create characters that feel real and who can make us feel things um because then we just the story becomes so much more important when we have these people that we come to love and who we root for right you think I don't know yeah for sure no I definitely agree I feel like if the character falls flat that's probably one of the biggest reasons I'd um, DNF a book, so like do not finish, because it's just hard to like relate, or they just seem 2D, or they're just the perfect Mary Sue who just does nothing wrong, has nothing exciting, or like even remotely dismaying happen in their life. Like it's just, I don't know. There's something yes. about having an emotional, relatable character. So when I'm writing too, I, I like to think like, I don't know what about my life, I guess, makes me... Okay, back it up a little. Sorry. My thoughts are always like this jungle. This is how I write books. Literally how I write books is like a web of like jumbled up things and then I somehow piece it together to form a book. So this is just me. This is normal. Um, I don't know. So I'm thinking about like, like acting. I feel like I was in theater when I was in high school. It's the silliest thing ever. But like when you're like trying to portray a character in acting you maybe haven't experienced what that character's experienced, but you have experienced some things, right? So like, I don't know. So for example, like some of the characters in my Regency romance books have lost parents and I've never lost a parent before. So I don't know actually what that feels like, but 
I have lost a son and I've lost a grandparent. And so I have felt like grief before. And I know that grief in and of itself is like different for everybody. But I feel like a lot of writing, writing characters and trying to make them more 3D than 2D is figuring out how to put your own life experiences into someone else, even though it's different, but like, does that make sense? I don't know. If yeah, it does. But like saying like, oh, this person has lost a parent. I don't know what that's like, but I do know what this is like. So how can I um, use my experience to kind of piece together what they could be experiencing? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I like I, that. I think you're not even the only author I've heard say that because I can't remember where it was. It was at a writing conference, though, or some like convention and someone asked them, they're like, well, what character you've written is most like you in your stories? And the author just kind of responded, well, they all have at least a piece of me because they're pulling from my life experience. Where it's like, maybe they aren't exactly you because like you said, you haven't lost a parent, right? And the characters in your Regency have, but you still know grief and you know those feelings and you're pulling from that to write them. Yeah, and even like simple stuff. So grief is like that huge, you know, overarching theme that we oftentimes use, I feel like in Regencies, especially because death was such a prominent thing back then. Everybody, you know, people were dying, unfortunately, (laughs) all the time back then. Yeah. Um, Because we didn't have the medicine and, and, and those sorts of things that we have now, but anyway even like smaller stuff like being hungry and i don't know a big another part of making your characters i think more 3d than 2d is giving them those little things that that are human that we experience that are relatable like being hungry and being mad about it like i feel that on the daily so i know that my characters have to feel something like that too if they're hungry and maybe my character's already mad about something. Maybe she's even more mad because she's hungry and that's something that they address, you know, like these humanizing characters, characteristics really can make a character feel um, just more rounded and more relatable. And I feel like those characters are the ones that I root for and love are the ones that feel like, I don't know, like I can relate, like I get you, you know? Um, so like the, some of the big stuff and the small stuff too, you have to like pay attention to those details that are so hard as writers. We beat ourselves over the head trying to, um, remember to put in these little details that will form the big picture for us. I don't know if that makes sense, but obviously I think it like varies too, um, by character. Cause our characters are also unique, just like we are so unique and different. Um, anyway. Yeah, I think I, there's a, oh, go ahead, Amy. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm loving this. This is so cool. Um, because just thinking about the concept of, of pulling from your life experience, I, I think it's so interesting. I've, I've told, I've told Megan this before, um, that I, when I talk to people and when I, you know, sympathize with people and they tell me about the experiences they're going through, I, sometimes I feel like, I have a hard time like understanding because I haven't been through that experience. But at the same time, there's like a piece of me that feels like I know what they're going through. And I was thinking about it one day and I was like, why does that happen? Like, I've never gone through that, but somehow I know. And I feel like the way we react to our life experiences and the things that happen are all kind of central core emotions that a lot of us feel. And so I think it's, it's interesting that we can kind of use those central core emotions in our in our characters and 
and and be able to use our own experiences to pull um into those i just think that is so cool this is a concept i've never thought about this this is really awesome well don't you think that that's why harry potter is so beloved i am like the biggest harry potter geek in the world i love jk rowling with my whole heart if i ever met her i would just hold her hold on to her for life but i think that harry potter is so darn relatable and we love it so much because even though none of us can fathom being the boy who lived right like none of us can truly fathom that she writes about themes and um real life things that even though we're not wizards just we still are like i feel this i relate to this mm-hmm. like i yeah. get you harry you know anyway sorry that's yeah. a whole nother story of its own i could dive no. into harry Potter for days but but it. yeah yeah anyway um and also like don't you think sorry this is gonna be another tangent <laughs> yeah keep going keep going you're I great know. Yeah. what i think about like um creating realistic characters oh okay so I'll just get really real I like struggle with mental illness like so I have anxiety like a pretty crazy and I think that is actually kind of a common thing with artists like we all have a little bit of something going on mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah I'd but, agree with that <laughs> yes which I love I'm totally happy to be part of that club but anyway I have been through several amazing therapists in my life who've really helped me and they've taught me a lot about like how we react to emotion and how we respond to emotion-fueled situations. And so another thing that I think about a lot when I think about writing these like emotion-filled characters is how like our bodies respond to emotion and how our minds respond to like big emotional situations. Because I, I, I don't know, I'm sure you've heard of like fight or flight and all those sorts of things. So like, when I write my characters, like for instance, I'm, I'm thinking of um, my last story, Miss Newberry's List. My char- my character Charlie, he's my hero. He's got a lot of baggage. Like he's got a lot of issues going on, and he's really that fight or flight. So anytime things happen to him, he's almost always in that kind of headset mindset. Headset. I don't know if that's right, but anyway, um, even like with little things that he does. So that's another thing that I'm not super great at. That I hope to be better at with time remembering like those things that that are like human real human characteristics when big emotions come like it's not just oh i'm feeling sad or like oh this is really hard but like my body's reacting like i'm physically reacting to this emotion that's happening i don't know do you get what i'm saying yeah yeah i I love that i feel like that's a big part i that is ah megan that's cool i i think that's a big part of of being able to build your characters well and um, being able to see how those emotions reflect in your physical um i think that's a gift that that's that's interesting to be able to recognize that and um put that on the page that's yeah cool. it's i mean like try it's hard man i can't even get my own yeah. <laughs> like, my own life sometimes figuring out like what i'm doing um what triggers me or like why i'm upset or you know Anyway, and with women, writing women versus writing men is totally different, I feel like, too. So it's it's hard, but I feel like when, when writers get it right, it's like right on the money. You know what I mean? Like It, it is, feels, yeah. It's just a great experience to read. Um, oh, yeah, I can like definitely think of examples in my head of stories where I've connected with where I'm like crying with the character because of how they're reacting and like experiencing yes. it both physically and emotionally. 
so how do how do we do it i don't know how do we do it it's um i think it's just a process where you just reread and so much of it i think as writers too we beat ourselves up because our first draft like isn't that great right like we're Mm -hmm. like but i'm not feeling it or i want to feel it stronger yeah but it's also not supposed to be great (laughs) correct remembering that you're your like 10th draft still might not be your favorite, but it's those like little details that you remember as you're drafting and as you're rereading and rewriting and as your friends read with you and they're like, I didn't feel this. Oh my gosh, my critique partners, you guys, I love them with my whole heart. If they ever listen to this, they're gonna message me right away and be like, really Megan? (laughs) But they are the worst and best, I should say best, at calling me out. They're like, Megan, I wanna feel this. I wanna feel this stronger. And I'm like, hey, you guys. I'm also so grateful because it's hard sometimes when you're in your head reading your own stuff, you feel it mm-hmm. and you just assume other people feel it. And sometimes they don't and it it requires some rewrites. So oh, being open to that is huge. Yeah, I feel like um, through one of my drafts through, I did this and the other Megan, she pulled me out on it a lot because I had a hard time bringing my emotion in. Yeah, I'm like you. I, I'm so bad at that. Um, but I feel like too part of part of the first draft and part of that first process is actually feeling it for yourself first. Yeah, yeah. You know, because like I don't know, I totally like this last draft that I just finished was completely two D. I I had oh, the totally. hardest time. I had the hardest time. Yeah, uh, I had the hardest time digging deep. And there were a lot of problems. My characters weren't fitting my plot correctly, and and lots of other things. But um, I I couldn't I couldn't dig deep. And then I I've I've done a lot of changes. I kind of fixed my characters. I replotted. I came up with a really good backstory, and I can feel them. I can understand them now. And so when I sat down to write, I could just go on tangents with my character, which I couldn't do before. Like, I couldn't do that with her. So do you do a lot of, like, do you do a lot of, like, um, when you're plotting, I guess, do you do a lot of, like, questioning and, like, why would my character do this? Or oh, what's yeah. the backstory? Or, <laughs> oh, yeah, my yeah, gosh, maybe. yes. Yeah, I I have been doing that. I've been working on this project that I'm working on now for, for about a year and a half. And that is what I've done from the beginning is just so many questions and digging deep and digging deeper and just trying to understand who they are as a person and how they react to things and it is so hard for me to do that and I envy people who can do that I I get so bored (laughs) I'm like I'm like answering questions like who was it I think Sarah Eden I love her so much she said one time that she does she answers like a thousand questions that probably is insane but she oh my gosh I don't know if I could do that (laughs) for her characters yeah I know and I'm like how do you how do you know like do you like make some of it up or do you genuinely answer this for them I I find that if I just for me what's more for people who are too overwhelmed or just get bored by it like me I have ADHD so I'm like I can't I tend to like just like dream about them and I don't know daydream about them my characters oh, yeah and let, them, let them talk in my head and then maybe I just make up conversations and see what they say I don't know I don't no, know I, I love that I, I kind that of weird? yeah no I, I I do that too I'm not really I was gonna say I also do it so if it's okay, weird, we're all weird yeah. together <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 
No, I don't really sit down and do questions per se. I'll do conversations out loud for sure. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's more just understanding the feeling. I feel like is what you're saying is just yes. like feeling your character, like being able to say when, like I call it their their origin scene when they're having like the scene before the book where everything falls apart and they feel and that's where they build their wound you know yeah i you need to be able to feel what they're feeling in that moment and like feel heartbroken with them totally agree and And that's hard yeah it's hard to get there it's extremely hard You, you can't just make it up you have to like you have to get it it's well yeah. and i feel too like i have to write I have to write the first like five chapters and often I have to write the first three chapters over and over and over again until I really feel the, their voice. Like until I'm really like, ah, here you are. I, I'm with you now. And then it's so, so much easier to finish the book after you get those first, I should probably say like 10, once you get those first like five or 10 chapters in and you're like, ah, I can feel you now. Then it's like, you know, pretty easy going for me to get to the end, but definitely. And like, isn't it funny how we as authors we have to think about and like dream up the year or years before the book even starts that no one will ever read, no one will ever know. And it's so much time, but we have to do it so that we can know them well enough to write for them. Yeah. It's like you're building a person. That it's is what is insane. so insane. Yeah. It's, it's insane. So insane that we do this. Like <laughs> we spend so much time doing it. Yeah. It's but like, it's a journey in it. Yeah, and then I mean, for me, I built a fantasy world too, and you know. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's I, so. But <laughs> I would love one day to be able to build a world like that. But oh my gosh, I can't imagine the time and energy and effort that you put into that. Well, I can't imagine all the research. Research makes me cry. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, Sometimes same, it makes honestly. me cry too. <laughs> yeah. So, but. One day I do want to write a historical, so that's... One day I want to write a fantasy, so we'll have to teach each other. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Kind of going back to um, putting a piece of yourself into it, because I think we do beat ourselves up as authors for that first draft being 2D, but... If you think about it, a lot of the times when you're really digging deep with your characters, it's because you're also digging deep into some of your own emotions you've experienced. And that can be really scary to put out on the page and to other people, you know? Definitely. I definitely agree. Well, I think writing is scary in general because you're putting something that you've made up into the hands of a stranger and asking them to be kind, right? Hoping that they love it. But if they don't, you're hoping that they're kind to you because it is meaningful to you if if not to anyone else because you're putting a piece of yourself in it. I mean, when I think of the books and characters that I've written, I have put some some of myself or some of my life or some of my experiences into probably every character that I wrote, um, whether I meant to or not, just because I am who I am. And so, yeah, it's like scary to do that. But I think that my best scenes and my best characters that I feel like that I feel happiest with and that I love the most are the ones that I let myself like freely write and freely just go wherever it took me and however I felt. I mean, this is kind of silly. I think a lot of authors probably can relate. Maybe you guys can relate. 
like I have cried writing some of my scenes because I have I felt it and yeah. I've put my heart into it. And so I think not necessarily that everybody else would cry during those moments, but I think that means for sure that like we do write with emotion, like we do write our hearts on the page. Yeah. Like for me as a writer, one of my goals is to be able to write a book with characters that are emotionally driven that when you get done, you feel just emotionally drained, but happy and excited, but also sad. I want to, and I feel like you're right. You have to kind of give up a piece of yourself when you're writing um, to convey those emotions. You have to be vulnerable within yourself to be able to, to bring that across to your reader um, and all that. And I, and I think you too have to kind of be like, feel free to let go of stereotypes and to let go of like society's expectations sometimes, because sometimes I think it's scary to write a book that are to write about characters who don't fit social norms or I don't know. There's a tendency sometimes when I write and I, you know, hopefully you can relate to write characters who I know will be accepted who I, I know people will either like or I don't know. Does that make sense? And and I think that yeah, that does. I think that like when we let our let ourselves let these characters be who they should be or who I don't know, let them have whatever issue it is, even though it will be hard for um, for them to get to where wherever they need to be. I, I'm thinking of um, what's that book I just read. Shoot, I can't remember the title, but I loved it so much. It was so good. And the hero, this was like a fantasy. The hero was not like a Hercules type. Like, you know, like he was, he, I think she even described him as like being a little pudgy. Like he's just like this like shorter, like cute guy. And he was really into music and like played music for his profession. And like typically when you read like a romance or something, it's like, you know, I'm totally guilty of writing my heroes like built built and muscular and whatever. And that's like great. I'm not knocking that at all. I love those. (laughs) I love those stories, but it was kind of refreshing also to read about this hero who didn't have physical strength, but he had, you know, other forms of strength that were beautiful. And by the end of the book, I loved him so much. He like cried at one point because he was so tired and so exhausted. And I was like, I get this. This is like relatable and real. And anyway, I feel like when we let ourselves kind of go to those spaces sometimes too, um, it can result in beautiful emotions just as much as other stereotypes that are also, I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm like knocking anything because yeah, you know what I mean? Like when we push ourselves, I think the payout can be really wonderful. It's really what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. And like, I don't know about you guys, but definitely there's been times where I'm writing where I feel like, cause you do, there's a certain pressure to feel like you have to write to market or write to the stereotype or write different things. But there's been times where I know that it would probably be just a much more empowering story or the emotion would be so much deeper if I wrote it a different way but sometimes I'm just scared at my inability to write that (laughs) that I like try to shy away from that and I mean I should that's on me right I should do better and like really give those characters that chance because I think like you were saying if you allow them that chance it does bring about some of those really beautiful stories 
Yes. And it's very hard to do. Like I, this is all me talking like my dreams. Like I'm like, I want to do these things, you know, like it's, I don't know. I read these, these great stories that I absolutely love. And Heidi Kimball is a fantastic example of writing hard things and, and writing characters who don't necessarily fit like who society, society, especially in Regency times would accept would or would think acceptable. And creates and Heidi creates lovely beautiful stories so she's definitely I'm shamelessly plugging for my friend I adore her anyway but um situations that are hard to swallow in some cases and yet and it's intimidating like she said to me it's intimidating to write like this I don't think I'm doing it right like or she'll say I think that I'm like wasting my time or I don't know that this is going to pan out and every time it takes a lot of work but every time she writes beautiful stories so I totally get that feeling but again like just got to push through that first draft, man, and it comes together. So anyway. Wow. This has been awesome. <laughs> this <has laughs> Sorry. Been... I'm no, such an oversharer. It's been amazing. No, it's been completely mind-blowing. I feel like um, this is exactly what we needed to talk about because this episode is the end of our character arc um, where episodes, and I feel like this is this is everything that that we needed it to be. So, um, well, I'm so but, glad that I got to come and chat with you guys. This was really, really fun. Yeah, we were so glad to have you on. Um, so, we usually like to leave our listeners with a challenge. Um, so, what challenge would you issue them? You know, well, I think it's a challenge to me as much as it would be to anybody else. But just to set aside your fears and write write something that means something to you. Like when you when you write with feeling, like we talked about, like it can be really scary. And I often, when I'm, when I'm writing, I think about my kids and they're kind of like who I write to. Like, I think like, what themes do I wanna leave them with? Like, what do I wanna teach them about life or, or whatever? And, and I try to craft a story that maybe will help them learn something or something that they can keep with them forever. So I guess my challenge would be like, what is meaningful to you and, and what feeling do you want to portray or what what sort of character journey do you want to portray? And don't be shy about it. Don't like think, oh, I can't do it or, oh, that's too hard because everything is hard. And I think the best stories are the ones that are the are a challenge to make. So don't be afraid, just find what is meaningful to you and and see where it takes you and keep writing i love that i love that (laughs) okay that is great okay well thank you so much megan for being on um thank you we really appreciate it love chatting Um, with you guys because if you're drowning in words so are we and you might as well not do it alone